Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash w-a-n-t-p-o-w-e-r. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubel, MD, episode number 221. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Katrina Ubel, MD. This is the podcast where busy doctors like you come to learn how to lose weight for the last time by harnessing the power of your mind. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Hey there, my friend. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. If you're new, then welcome. I have a really fun episode for you and I'm really excited to share what I have in store for you today. But before we do that, couple things to mention. I'm recording this at night. You know, when I record at night, you know what that means. That means that it was a crazy day. And I have my two younger ones going to bed right now. And just as I was starting to record, my oldest son who's in choir and takes voice lessons started practicing right above my head. (laughs) I just don't have it in me to tell him that he needs to stop. So you may hear some singing. I know usually whenever I say that there might be some background noise, almost never can you hear it. So I think it's going to be okay. I just thought, you know what, I I just need to, this needs to happen now. (laughs) We're just going to do it. (laughs) There was just a lot going on, a lot of drilling going on in my house all throughout the day today. So I was not going to record during that time for sure. Okay. So I had something else planned for this week, but I decided to change it. And here's why. So back, I looked it up back in June of 2018, episode 74, I recorded an episode that I titled A Love Letter from Me to You. And what it was, was a children's book called Dear Girl that I read and basically explained to you why that message in that book, which is for 
children <laughs> for girls also applies to you as well. And we got great feedback on it. Everybody loved it. I know a ton of people bought that book. And it just I was like, that wasn't that long ago. And I'm like, whoa, 74. We're on 221. Now it actually has been quite a while. So I was not planning on doing this again, except that my daughter, my seven year old came into my room over the weekend and was like, Oh, I just read this great book on epic. Now, most doctors hear Epic and they think of Epic, the electronic medical record system, and that is not the Epic that I'm discussing. I'm talking about a program called Epic for children. I think it's the website is getepic.com. We were introduced to it through my kids' school and they were, I think they were using it at school anyway, but then when lockdown happened, then they were supposed to read more things on Epic. And it was, you know, we got like a free, you know, account just because the kids were in school, but then over the summer they, you know, the school kind of cut that off. And my daughter liked it so much. She was like, I really want to keep going with Epic. And I said, okay, well, how about you pay for it with your own money? Just kind of, you know, getting a sense like, does she really want to do it? And she was like, yeah, I totally will. And so she paid for subscription with her own money. That's how much she liked it. She was just seven. And so she is a kid who really likes to read. It's like just on our iPad, on the tablet. She likes to read on the tablet. Like she, you don't often see her reading a paper book. I don't know what the difference is, but she really, really enjoys reading on Epic. So if you have a kid who, you know, you have trouble getting to read things or just looking for something different, you might want to check it out. This is not sponsored in any way. It's just that we've really kind of become fans of this. And they have, you know, some like, what they call them, like graphic novels and different comic things too. And that you can even have it read the story to you. So for younger kids, I think that can be nice. Or sometimes when they're learning to read, and they're just kind of like want to follow along instead of actually reading it themselves. I think it can be really nice. So anyway, that's where this come, where we found this book. She's like, Oh, I read this book on epic. And she started telling me about she's like, this book was just saying how I'm the only one who can be like me. And I was like, Yeah, totally. It's true. And she started just telling me these things, these messages the, the kind of moral of this story. And I was like, that is a great book. Show me that book. I want to know this book. And so I read the book and we talked some more about it. And I immediately thought, oh my gosh, I have to share this on the podcast. And so the name of the book is A Girl Like You. And it's by Frank Murphy and Carla Murphy. It's illustrated by Kayla Haran. And I will just read you the text of it and maybe kind of explain a little bit. I don't know if actually if the illustrations are so important for you to know. And then I'm just going to give you a little commentary about why this applies to you as well. The main reason I wanted to read this to you on the podcast is because it's so common for us to buy books like this, read books like this to the young women or girls in our lives. These are the messages we want them to hear. But we often don't believe them about ourselves, right? We're like, hey, <laughs> Don't do as I do, do this way, think this way about yourself. But we are not modeling that to them. And the most powerful way for us to influence a younger generation is to actually embody and live the way that we are suggesting that they live. For us to think about ourselves the way we're suggesting that they should think about themselves. And so every message in this book totally applies to you as well. It doesn't matter what age you are. This is so applicable to you. And so I just thought to myself, like, we need to have books like this for grownups too, that are easy to read with this great message. And I just want you to think as you're listening to me, just think about which of these maybe you could do a little work on, maybe you could improve on, maybe you know, yeah, you identify that's an area where I need 
to improve or I could do some work on that. I could really strengthen that for myself. And then think about how that can influence all the young women and girls that are in your in your world, you know, in your sphere that you have influence over. I do also just want to mention that the same authors have a book called A Boy Like You. And I had my nine-year-old son read that and he really liked it too. I thought it was also a nice book, but this one I think is more appropriate for <laughs> for you today listening on, on the podcast. So let me read this book to you. It's called A Girl Like You. And who doesn't like story time? Let's have some story time. Super fun. Okay, here we go. There are billions and billions and billions of people in the world but you are the only you there is. And the world needs a girl like you. The world needs a girl to be strong and caring, to be brave and bold. Maybe your brave is running for student council. Maybe your bold is standing up for yourself. Brave girl, try new things. Find your passions, find your talents. Work hard at hard things. Mistakes are essential to success, so stick with it. Whether it's fixing something that's broken, lifting weights, ice skating, or studying the moon and the stars. Put your mind and heart into your dreams and make them happen. Sometimes you will fall. When you do, pick yourself up and try again. Each time you'll become tougher and stronger. Bold girl, speak up. It's okay to disagree with people. Our differences teach us about one another. It doesn't matter how loud or quiet, tall or small. Young or old you are, your thoughts and opinions matter. Be clear about how you feel. Choose kind friends, friends who let you be you. Be a kind friend too. Take turns, share. Sometimes you'll fight, that's okay. Do say sorry when you're wrong or hurtful. Don't make a habit of saying sorry for no reason. When a friend is hurting, ask what they need. You might give advice, you might just listen. Sometimes they'll simply need you by their side. When a friend is proud or excited, celebrate with them. Thoughtful girl, have empathy. Friendships are like gardens. Tend them well and watch them grow. Smart girl, take care of your heart. You may feel bored or lonely or sad. Read a good book. Volunteer to help. Get up early and watch the sunrise. Write a story. Write your story. And if your feelings get too big, Reach out, ask for help, talk to someone who loves you. Embrace and care for the body you are in. Your unique traits are what make you especially beautiful, and especially you. What matters most is the beauty your actions and words bring to the world. People will remember these, and you should too. Radiant girl, stand tall. Wear what feels right, silly socks or panda ears sparkly shoes or polka dot pants, a peace sign, a flag, a flower, a rainbow. Wear your hair up or wear your hair down, pigtails or ponytails, all the way out, covered, or all the way gone. Your clothes and hair help you express yourself, so whatever you wear, wear it for you. Magnificent girl, be proud. Your smile can light up a room. Take pride in being the one and only you, unlike anyone else ever before. And remember, the world needs a girl, a caring and strong girl, a bold and brave girl, an unstoppable girl, a girl like you. And I would say a woman like you as well. All right. I mean, how good is that, right? So, so good. Okay. So what we're going to do 
is I'm just going to give you a little commentary as we go along here. So what the world really needs is a woman like you to be really, truly, fully herself, not the small, suffocated, (laughs) you know, version of you that you think people want to see and hear, but actually you. And what I find is that so many women don't even really know who they are because they've been living a life for so long that is for other people who they believe they should be, who they believe others expect them to be. They're not really fully, truly themselves. And what that's what this book is really ultimately all about is giving a girl the permission to truly be herself and to not be ashamed about who she is because she's unique. And each one of us is unique on purpose. And we have a specific gift to offer the world, but we have to believe in that ourselves first. And that comes from, of course, our thoughts about ourselves, right? So it says the world needs a girl to be strong and caring, to be brave and bold. Maybe you're brave as running for student council. Maybe you're bold as standing up for yourself. You know, so often we don't really want to be brave, right? We think, well, I could go for that leadership position. I could run for mayor of my town. I could any number of things that we need some courage to go for. And we just hold ourselves back because we're afraid of how we'll feel if we fail. But when you think of a girl, what would we tell a girl? We'd be like, no, you have to go and try. Like you're brave. You you can totally do this. We need to offer that same encouragement to ourselves and standing up for ourselves, right? Being bold. Sometimes being bold is just actually speaking up in the meeting, actually saying what you really think and not worrying if other people are going to get mad, letting them own their emotions and you being proud of yourself for actually contributing in the way that you know only you can. Brave girl, try new things, find your passions, find your talents. How often have you tried new things recently? So many of us early on, right? We're trying things constantly. I totally think that's so great when kids don't limit themselves and they'll try new things and they'll go do things when they don't have a friend there and they'll put themselves into maybe some awkward social situations and they just figure it out. But somehow we think that once, you know, several decades have passed that those rules no longer apply to us (laughs) or that we shouldn't have to do that anymore. We've reached an age where we don't have to do that. Well, the good news is you don't have to do it. But when you don't do it, you make your world very small. You make your experiences small. And you don't even realize it, but you're by making your life small, it's less comfortable. And we often can't put our finger on what it is. It's that we're not growing anymore. We're not evolving anymore. We're not trying new things. We're not finding new passions. We're not developing new talents. We're just thinking that we're fully developed as we are, like we're, we're totally cooked and that's it. And I just argue that that's not the case at all. You're never done. You always have the ability and capability of continuing to grow and evolve and learn new things and expose yourself to new things and make your life very interesting and exciting, no matter what your age is. Work hard at hard things. Mistakes are essential to success, so stick with it. I recently did a podcast episode on experimenting. (laughs) This was just like exactly what I mean. Work hard at hard things. Mistakes are essential to success, so stick with it. We are so interested in our kids having this resilience, right? Their stick-to-itiveness, but we don't want to give it to ourselves. We don't want to have to do that. We think somehow we're the exception and we're not going to be able to figure it out. And I want to just let you know, mistakes are essential to success with weight loss. So stick with it. So important. So important. 
Put your mind and heart into your dreams and make them happen. First thing you got to know is what your dreams are. So if you haven't been dreaming, if you haven't been just thinking, if anything was possible, what could I do? What could I create for myself? You want to start doing that, right? You can't create new things if you don't even let yourself think about what they could be. If you don't even let yourself have dreams. I think sometimes we think if I have a dream and I don't realize it, then I've failed. Like says who? That's literally a made up construct that you just made up in your mind. You can have all the dreams in the world and then just decide not to do them because it wasn't the right time or you didn't want to in the moment, but maybe someday you will and maybe you won't, but it's still a dream. So very important to keep dreaming. And this one where they say, sometimes you will fall. And when you do pick yourself up and try again, each time you'll become tougher and stronger. The image there is of the little girl practicing ice skating and she falls and she gets back up and then she's skating again. And that's just, that is life (laughs) right there, right? You get knocked over, things get hard. That doesn't mean you need to go eat a bunch of things. That doesn't mean you need to go crawl back into the hole and keep yourself small. You need to step up, get yourself back up, brush off your knees, get yourself going and try again and keep figuring it out. It's totally the most important thing to do there. All right, bold girls speak up. It's okay to disagree with people. Our differences teach us about one another. And you know, what's really cute is in the image, they have a group of four kids on either side. And the one group is arguing that pizza is the best and the other is arguing that hamburgers are the best. It's like so cute and sweet. But when you think about just the state of our world, the state of many countries right now, the state of many of our interactions with other humans, particularly in a work environment, often there are groups that really disagree. One thing I keep hearing of is like, there's, you know, the the group of doctors and healthcare workers who are refusing to get vaccines and the ones who really think that they should be getting vaccines. And it's like them and us, whichever side you're on, a lot of adversarial interactions, or even if you're pretending like everything's okay, when you see them in real life, in your head, you're actually having thoughts about the other person. And so I think it's so important, right? It's okay to disagree with people. It teaches us about one another, but it only teaches us if we're willing to learn, if we're willing to listen, if we're willing to be curious and ask questions without having an agenda, without trying to convince other people that they should come to our side. I'm telling you, it's so, it's hard, right? You have to actually make a serious concerted effort to find out information. I just recently signed up for a newspaper subscription with a newspaper that I typically wouldn't read, but that was definitely more on a different political view than I hold personally myself. And I decided to do that because I thought, you know what, I need to have some balance. I need to understand how there's different perspectives on this. When I'm only being fed one perspective, then I just think it's right. And I think my brain starts to say like everyone else who disagrees is, you know, something's wrong with them, right? (laughs) Or they're like, like, I literally cannot comprehend it. I thought, you know what? it makes sense to them. I don't have to agree, but at least I can try to understand. And so I just want to encourage you to be open-minded, not asking yourself to agree with people, but to just understand more so that it starts to make sense for you. All right. Your thoughts and opinions matter. Be clear about how you feel. So many of the women physicians that I work with struggle with this. They don't really want to say what they really think what their opinion really is. They're afraid of being judged. They're afraid of being rejected. They're afraid of what other people are going to think about them. And in doing so in that process, when you stifle yourself in that way, you basically muzzle yourself. It doesn't feel good, right? You're stuffing down who you really are. 
And it feels so bad that oftentimes we're then asking food and maybe alcohol to make it better, to relieve the discomfort that we feel, to numb that out for us. This next one is really cute because it's a a group of the image is a group of girls of all different backgrounds camping out together and roasting marshmallows over a campfire. It says, choose kind friends, friends who let you be you. Be a kind friend too. Take turns, share. I think it's always good to re- remember that. So many of us are, you know, we tell ourselves that we don't have time for friends or, you know, we think our kind of Facebook friends <laughs> are sort of our friends, even though we wouldn't be able to really call them if we needed help. It's just important to find your crew. And, you know, I'll say with the master's program that I have, the continuation program of weight loss for doctors only, we have so many women in there who are like, I just found my people and I just want to be with my people. And it's like, once you find that group of people that lets you be you, supports you in your endeavors, what you're trying to create for yourself, like that's precious. You want to protect that. You want to keep yourself in that scenario where you get to be around people like that. And if you don't have that, then you want to go out and find it. It really is important. It's very important. I love this. Sometimes you'll fight and that's okay. Do say sorry when you're wrong or hurtful. Some of us really have a hard time with that, right? So important to just be able to say you're sorry. But here's a really good one. Don't make a habit of saying sorry for no reason. I actually talked to my daughter about this. I was like, so many people do this. So many women in particular. And they're constantly saying sorry, constantly taking responsibility as though everything is their fault. If that's you, this is really a habit, but it also stems from very likely a deeper core belief that it's your job to make things right. That like, why would you need to apologize otherwise? And so sometimes this is a cultural thing. I know like some of my Canadian friends, like (laughs) it's what we do. We just say sorry all the time, but it is just something to contemplate. How often are you just apologizing for things that don't even have anything to do with you, right? For no reason, you're saying sorry. It's it's not necessary. And it also reflects, usually, it's more of a deeper reflection of what you think about yourself. So if you're doing that, then we can dig into improving that opinion of yourself. All right. This is so good. I've talked about this before, too. When a friend is hurting, ask what they need. So often, someone's hurting. We run the other way. We don't know what to do. We feel uncomfortable. You might give advice. You might just listen. Sometimes they'll simply need you by their side. This is such an important skill to be able to just hold space for someone, just to be there for them, to not have any answers, to not try to fix it, to just listen, be that empathetic ear. So important. And when a friend is proud or excited, celebrate with them. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is, I've talked about this before too, but we have to always be happy for other people when they have something that we would like, right? The way it works is when you are, you know, whether it's outwardly or even just in your head, downplaying or making excuses for why they got that thing you want, you are so much less likely to attract that into your life to be able to create that thing that you want. If you find yourself kind of having that, like that gut response when someone else, you know, succeeds or is proud or is really excited about something and you would like to have that too, then that's something to look into for yourself. What am I making it mean about me that that person has that? If I live in an abundant world, an abundant universe where there's so much for all of us, why does it matter to me that someone else has gotten something great? This is something I've had to do a lot of work on because this is not how I was raised at all. It's the best. 
You know what's so awesome is being able to be happy for yourself and happy for other people. And you know why? You get double the amount of happy. Probably even more than that because there's all these other people in your life. You get to celebrate with them. You get to be happy for them. It's so fun. I really recommend that you try it if you struggle with that. (laughs) Thoughtful girl have empathy. Friendships are like gardens. Tend them well and watch them grow. So important. You know, when you have the, even if it's just one person, one or two people, you know, if you haven't talked to a friend in a long time, haven't reached out in a while, it's totally worth it. Keep connected as best as you can. Doesn't mean you have to talk every day, but keep that connection going. Smart girl, take care of your heart. You may feel bored or lonely or sad. Read a good book, volunteer to help, get up early and watch the sunrise, write a story, write your story. Notice it doesn't say, zonk out in front of Netflix, pour yourself another glass of wine, (laughs) spend three hours on Instagram. (laughs) It doesn't say any of that, right? How can you do something to be of service to others? How can you enjoy nature? How can you get connected to yourself, writing a story or writing your story, even just reading a good book? right? Just introducing something positive to your brain. And if your feelings get too big, reach out, ask for help, talk to someone who loves you. This is so important. So many of us just stuff and stuff and stuff. We think we need to be strong. We need to not let anybody know that we're struggling. This causes burnout. This causes, you know, suicidal ideation. This is a a real issue. When you have feelings that are big, you've got to reach out, whether that's to your coach, whether that's to a close friend, a sister, another family member, a therapist, a psychiatrist, you know, your boss, like anybody, people care about you. They want to help you. If you're struggling, please let somebody know. Embrace and care for the body you are in. I read this and I was like, oh gosh, Everyone listening to my podcast has to hear this. Embrace and care for the body you are in. Your body is not your enemy, right? Your body is your partner in crime. (laughs) Without your body, you can't do any of the things that you do. And so it's so important to improve that relationship. Your unique traits are what make you especially beautiful and especially you. This is some of the best work you can do, really accepting that, you know, maybe you don't fit into some sort of stereotypical idea of what is attractive in the moment. And that doesn't matter at all because your uniqueness is what makes you beautiful. What matters most is the beauty your actions and words bring to the world. People will remember these and you should too. I would just add that the beauty that your actions and words bring to the world are amazing, but you know what else? It's how you make people feel right? Not that you can make anybody feel anything, but you are the facts in their life and they're having thoughts about that situation. I mean, anybody who's had any kind of medical experience that was scary, intense, impactful in their lives in some way will remember how they felt when they interacted with important key healthcare personnel. I can remember how I felt each of my you know, deliveries of my children. I remember exactly how I felt when I had an ovarian torsion and was being rushed to emergency surgery. I remember exactly how I felt when I had appendicitis and again, emergency (laughs) surgery, you know, all the different people from the nurse to the anesthesiologist, to the surgeon, to like, I just remember, I remember having a brand new baby and how I felt and how the people who are helping me helped me to feel better. So just remember that you have a huge impact on people's lives. I think it's easy to forget this. It's just, you know, you're churning out patient after patient, seeing person after person, 
you know, doing your thing, you are making a really big difference. And not to put pressure on yourself, like, oh my gosh, and then with every, you know, with every interaction, it's such a big deal. Like, I don't mean it in that way, but just recognizing like you are a really important person in people's lives and what you do matters. And having what you do matter is really important in terms of quality of life for a human being, for being satisfied with your life and feeling fulfilled. And so when you're underestimating how much your work matters to people and makes a difference in the world, that is a recipe for burnout, for just, you know, just overall dissatisfaction, doctors leaving medicine, eating and drinking to feel better, any other form of neutralizing your emotions. So please remember that what you do really, really matters. I love this next part, which is where they write about, you know, wearing your hair the way you want to wear it and wearing the clothes that you want to wear. And it says your clothes and hair help you express yourself. So whatever you wear, wear it for you. And I just think that that's so important too. Often there's different trends or we think we need to fit in. And, you know, how are people wearing their hair or like, I don't wear makeup and people do wear makeup. So I look like a slob or, you know, I'm overdone and everybody else is looking all natural and I don't or... What we'll, it doesn't matter what it is, we can find some way to criticize ourselves. I think it's just like this says, it's so much better to just think about like, how do I like to show up in the world? How do I like to look? How do I feel good in my body? How do I like to wear my hair just because I like it? And I think it looks good. And it makes me feel more like me. So maybe you're not wearing like panda ears, like it says, or sparkly shoes, although you are welcome to do that. And if you do, amazing. Let me know. I love it. But Ultimately, it's such a great way of expressing yourself, of allowing you to be you within the realm of, you know, all the other rules that are around your life. So it literally can be just like a fun pair of glasses. It can be something really super simple, but something that helps to keep you connected to your uniqueness, to the parts of you that make you fundamentally you. And it says, magnificent girl, be proud. Your smile can light up a room. Take pride in being the one and only you, unlike anyone else ever before. You can really spend time noticing how you are unique and that is awesome, right? Remember, the world needs a girl, a woman, a caring and strong woman, a bold and brave woman, an unstoppable woman, a woman like you. The world needs you. So get out there. Go and get them, my friend. This is a great book. I highly recommend getting it or getting epic if you just want to watch a digital look at it digitally. And I think, yeah, it's a great one. It's super good. So I know that there's somebody out there who really needed to hear this today. And if that's you just know I've got your back friend. Okay. Seriously, this all can be changed. You really can start to believe in yourself in this way. And just again, think about actually living this and being an example to the girls and women around you that is way more powerful than reading a book to a little girl and telling her that this is how she should be. Because what she's really doing is she's looking around her to determine how she should be. Like, that's fine that that's in a book, but like, what do people really do? So the best work we can do, the most influential we can be is by doing work on ourselves. All right. Thanks so much and have a great week. I'll talk to you next time. Ready to start making progress on your weight loss goals? For lots of free help, go to KatrinaUbelMD.com and click on free resources.